We all like simple plans, and most of us prefer a singular approach. We need to focus on the economy, or we need to focus on the environment. We need to pay down the mortgage, or we need to save up for the children's education. We need to care for those closest to us, or we need to help those in other countries. Some of you might have heard of Occam's Razor, the principle that plurality should not be posited without necessity. In other words, keep it simple, stupid. We all like simple plans. Most of us prefer a singular approach. But life isn't really like that when you think about it. I mean, life isn't just a bunch of either-or situations. Life has a bunch of both-and opportunities. We are encouraged to trust the medical system and be our own health advocate. We choose to raise the kids and pursue a career. We order surf and turf at Earl's. What can be said about life can also be said about the ministry of Jesus and the ministry of the church. There are lots of both and opportunities. Ministry is about gathering and sending. Ministry is about good works and evangelism. Ministry is about giving and receiving. Ministry involves acceptance and rejection. Now, the last couple of weeks, I included an insert in your bulletin. It's not there today. Sorry, I've, I'm feeling bad about all the trees I've been chopping down. Um, but this insert talked about the different circles of the followers of Jesus. It talked about the close circle. So the close circle, that's where Jesus is host and where Christians gather for worship, teaching, and fellowship. It also talked about the dotted circle. That's where Christians and non-Christians mix and mingle together when we invite them to be part of us, to join us on different adventures. And then it also talked about the half circle. That's where we go out and serve the world's felt needs wherever we are welcome. This description comes from David Fitch's book, Faithful Presence. Now, Fitch notes that churches tend to spend most of their time either in the close circle That's worship, prayer, study, what I call the holy huddle, or in the half circle of community engagement. So as churches seem to either focus on worship or service. But Fitch argues that in doing so, we miss out on the fullness of God's plans. Well, is he right? So what do we see in today's lesson? Jesus is continuing his tour of local synagogues. Jesus is traveling with his disciples. Time is being spent in that close circle. But then Jesus also commissions and sends out his disciples to do mission work in the community. Jesus embraces the half circle. Ministry, according to Jesus, means both coming together and going out into the community. 
But there are, are other unhelpful oppositions that are challenged by today's text. I mean, just consider that of good works or evangelism. Now, in the past, there's been a tendency for Christian ministries to focus either on saving souls or saving lives, right? That is, providing the necessities of life for those who are desperate or inviting others to give their lives to Jesus. I mean, even if we surveyed our congregation today, I'm sure that we would have some who say we need to share the gospel. That is, tell others the story about Jesus. And then there would be others who say that we need to be the gospel. Translation, we need to be engaging in actions that demonstrate God's love. But is Christian ministry a choice between good works or evangelism? Once again, I invite you to consider today's lesson. When the twelve are sent out on a mission trip, we are told that they went out and preached that people should repent. And that they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. In this way, it's clear that Jesus' ministry is focused on people holistically, body, soul, and spirit. Christian ministry is about good works and evangelism. Well, what about those other oppositions? Is ministry about giving or receiving? Many mission trips highlight plans for a certain group to go to a certain area and then build a something tangible to meet a pressing need. The youth group will be driving down to Mexico where they will spend 10 days building three buildings to provide shelter for those who lost homes in the recent earthquake. These missionaries are often depicted as giving. They are the heroes with the skills and resources who have come to save the day. But there are other mission agencies that highlight what these missionaries might be gaining by leaving the comforts of home and going to another country. Other mission groups that speak about what people will receive in their encounters with other people in other lands. Consider the mission trip described in Mark. When the disciples are sent out, Jesus prevents them from packing any carry-on to take with them. They are told to pack no food, to take no money, but to stay with those who welcome them. It's kind of strange. You'd think that Jesus would like Boy Scouts in his groups, um, but... No Eagle eagle Scouts need apply. Jesus sends them out as guests who must rely on strangers. As the story reports, they will bless others with their ministry, but in turn, they must be dependent on the hospitality of the very people they are attempting to serve. In this way, Jesus keeps his followers humble and challenges them to recognize the gifts of of those they have come to serve. It's in the end it's kind of like an exchange rather than a certain group riding in on the white horse. Ministry according to Jesus involves both giving and receiving. So how about that last opposition? Does Christian ministry invite acceptance or rejection? I don't know about you, but I tend to expect 
God to ensure the success of any ministry I engage in. And sometimes that happens, right? Um, This past Friday, a bunch of us joined the Focus Club, and we helped serve a meal there, and it was a lot of fun, and we were warmly received, and people praised our efforts, and I left feeling pretty good. I think that most of the time, when I reach out, I expect to God that God will sort of work in that offering and that God will grant success and acceptance. And if we look at today's passage, we can see that the disciples were successful on that initial mission trip. I mean, they drove out demons and, and healed a bunch of people, right? If you go to Luke chapter 10, when they're sent out on a secondary uh, uh, mission trip, this time with 72, we are told that the disciples came back celebrating. They were just astounded that the authority Jesus had given to them was so effective. But, you know, it's interesting to note that the disciples' success in Mark is bracketed by the story of Jesus' rejection in his hometown, which precedes it, and the story of John's beheading. That's John the Baptist's beheading in the story that follows it, a story that we didn't continue to read. Clearly, not all ministry involves success or acceptance. Even as Jesus sends out the disciples, he warns them about the possibility of being rejected. If any, if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. As one commentator notes, the command to shake the dust off our feet against those who will not receive our message is a reminder that we are responsible for our obedience in mission, but not for the response of others or for the results. People may and will reject what we offer them. I'm sure you've experienced that. I mean, maybe you've invited some friends to church or to Alpha or to some outreach event that we are attempting to engage in and are turned down, are rejected. And not for anything, you know, any sort of serious reason. Um, Your friends would rather just catch up on their chores or, in the case of one of my friends, simply sleep in. This is likely not an unusual experience. I mean, the religious trends in Canada aren't particularly favorable. I ran across uh, the article, Not Christian Anymore, in Faith Today, and it notes that as for current attendance at religious services, we're down to about 11%. It was about 30% in the mid-90s. Now it's about 11%. And this is all faith traditions in Canada. Okay, so 11% of people on a Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, will be heading out to a worship service. And this is what you may find interesting. The biggest declines in weekly attendance are not among the younger generations, but in the silent generation and among the boomers. Now, in one sense, this would suggest that there's a great opportunity here in Canada. I mean... 89% of people, actually more, aren't involved in a Christian community. Yet the same article notes that many of these people were once involved, but
but at some point decided it wasn't a worthwhile investment. I mean, they've tasted. You know, we invite taste and see the Lord is good. They've tasted and they've decided it's not good for me. Will it be easy to change this conviction? Probably not. It's like they're immunized. They've had a little bit and they've turned against it. So what should we expect? I mean, what are our expectations when when we engage in Christian ministry? Success or failure? Well, if we look at the ministry of Jesus and his disciples, it's clear that we should expect both. Now, I don't know if hearing all of this has been all that encouraging for you. I mean, most of us wish that life was just a little simpler, that it wasn't so complicated, that, I mean, we, you could come here and maybe learn one thing and that would be your focus for the week, right? And here I'm standing here and telling you that Christian ministry is complicated. Following Jesus is complicated. It involves coming together and going out. Not just ticking off one box, right? It involves good works and evangelism. It demands giving and receiving. It results in acceptance and rejection. I wonder if that's why God has put us in communities, right? I wonder if that's why God's put us together. Some are skilled at leading worship. Some among us are passionate about reaching out to the neighborhood. Some can articulate their faith clearly and enthusiastically, while others among us know how to really listen and really care. I think what I can see in these two pericopes, these two sections, is that Christ calls us to a full and rounded ministry. But that Jesus also gives us the gifts collectively to engage in one. So next time you are enjoying your steak and lobster at a restaurant, the next time you are drinking coffee and sipping water, consider not just the varied ministry to which we are called, but the variety of gifts God has given us to engage in it. Amen.